What's up, everybody? What up, guys? Listen. Boy, am I excited for this. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I got to share something epic. The world isn't talking about it. Mm -hmm. They need to. In the world of Christmas movies, there is perhaps the most Christian Christmas movie, but you never would have expected it because a fan theory that, like, I believe. I mean, I just believe yeah, it. Yeah, now I'm, like, full, fully in, full-heartedly in belief of this fan theory. Of this, yeah, so it's one of the most popular Christmas movies, and a fan theory came out that said, like, hey, I'm going to prove to you that the main character of this movie comes to Christ in the movie right before your eyes and the way that it's laid out that we're going to lay out for you guys i feel like at the end you're just going to be like yep this is it and then i have some insight at the very end that like nobody has and nobody shared on before yeah that i think is going to confirm some of this i love this okay so why don't you just say just say it okay before we get into this it. episode is all about how kevin McAllister from home alone the very first mm -hmm. one comes to jesus christ he gets Saved. Let's dive into it. Yeah. All right. This is going to be so fun. Ooh, I'm excited for this. Yeah. So basically, we're going to walk you through mm -hmm. the first movie. If you haven't seen it, I guess there's kind of spoiler alerts, <laughs> yeah, but well, also, yeah. why haven't you seen why it? Why have you not? And why, so like, we like this movie. We love this movie. I remember, I heard about this from a friend. Actually, there, there was a, uh, we kind of know the person that came up with the fan theory. Right. Just like by distance, we've, right, we've like kind of met. Three, three people removed Yeah, situation. something like that. And so then I brought it to you. Yeah. And then, you know, at first it's like, okay, and I'm like, no, hold out, hold out, hold right, out. Right, right. And then it hits a few points that we're going to talk about and you know i could just see in your eyes too go huh yeah and the thing about this is is like you can listen to some of the points we're going to make and go that's a stretch that's a stretch mm -hmm. but then once you hear this <laughs> yeah. and you go back and watch the movie you cannot unsee oh yeah what we've said because this is how we felt when we yeah. first discovered it so you, you can't unsee it so so the idea is that Kevin McAllister, and again, this is a fan theory. So if you're new right. to fan theories, basically somebody takes a movie that's very well known and says, hey guys, what if it's actually this? And like the Gives idea is... meaning behind maybe mm -hmm. what the intended purpose of the Correct. movie was or what the writer was trying to do right. with The writer, the directors, scene. the yeah. producer, somebody was maybe trying to bring in something that you wouldn't have saw coming. So yeah. the fan theory is that Kevin McAllister from home alone like yeah start to finish he goes through the entire process of salvation of salvation yeah and like becomes a believer in jesus christ yes so let's start it off from the beginning so in the very beginning we see that in kevin's world the supernatural does in fact exist yes because you have him being sent to the basement you know no the attic i'm sorry the attic you're right yes. the attic wow really know this movie yeah, i'm just trying to keep it you know <laughs> 100% legit. Okay. That's right. So you see him being sent to the attic after all of his antics and bad attitude. And he's like, I wish my family didn't exist. And his mother, like, kind of entices him. Yeah. And she's like, well, then why don't you wish, you know, ask Santa and maybe it'll come true. Yeah. Which. So she's teaching paganism. Right. Continue. Right. <laughs> Again, is that I a stretch? Know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But sure. still. So she's like, offer it up to Santa. And he does. He yeah. wishes that his whole family would disappear. And then it literally cuts to a scene of Santa's face. That's yeah. the very next scene is you it's see like Santa. A storm. 
Yeah. And then you see Santa's face and then his quote unquote wish comes true. He wakes up and he's home alone. Yeah. So, and, and obviously, you know, you look at the different practical sides as to how that happened. And, you know, that there's a kid that kind of looks like a neighbor, annoying neighbor mm-hmm, kid mm-hmm. and everybody slept in. But and by like, all, oh. by all accounts, his wish did come true. His he is in true. fact home alone and, and his family's not there. And he takes full accountability of it. He goes, yeah. I wished my family disappeared. disappeared. Yeah. You know? So that so means funny. he's taking responsibility mm-hmm. for his actions. Like totally. I did this. I made a pagan wish. Santa helped me mm-hmm. make it happen. Whatever. So, so then he yeah. becomes independent and self-sufficient. Yeah, you, like, see him. He, like, tries to shave. You know, that's the whole thing. Yeah. The scene where he slaps his face. It's like the aftershave You see him thing. take a shower. Mm-hmm. And, like, he does, like, five of the... He makes his own meal, which, obviously, it's, like, mostly ice cream, which yeah. is hilarious. I love when adorable. he's like, I'm eating rubbish. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And who's gonna stop me? me. No, he goes, I'm eating rubbish and watching trash, or watching rubbish and eating something. Watching trash and eating rubbish. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the two. Yeah, it's like this really funny thing where he's basically saying, I'm eating junk food and I'm watching a garbage movie. Yeah. And he is. And he feels very confident and self-sufficient yep. in all of his ways. And that's where you get the iconic scene from from the movie he's watching where it's like, AC said 10%. <laughs> yeah, and in the yeah. summertime, you'll be like, hey, babe, what's the AC says? And I'm say, like, yeah. yeah, what's the AC say? AC said 10%. <laughs> yeah, we said all the time. that. And like, you know, the, keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, that's like that too. whole scene. So he's totally. living his life according to his will. Yeah. So... Then we obviously know a big part of the um, the the plot is these burglars, these yeah. you know kind of bumbling burglars, but they're the enemy, they're yeah. the bad guys. Well, before that, he has like this whole like he has a very small moment right before burglars come into his mm-hmm. life where he actually has regret. Yeah, that's he's true. like I wish my family would come back. Like right. I, I miss them, you know. So he has like this little moment, and then you're then right. we get to the full consequence of his wish. Right. Well. Or to this fan theory's point, it's the consequence to sin. The sin. So yeah, it's like, so you know, true. he's living his own wayward way, mm-hmm. and he thinks he's self-sufficient, and he's making bad choices. And the enemy comes in to kill, steal, and destroy. Exactly. Yeah. So literally, that's the burglars, right? Yeah. So the burglars come in, and then um, he does what he did the first time to get help. He goes to Santa. He goes to Santa. Yeah. And he realizes Santa's a fraud. Yeah. Um, so he's again, in a guys, broken down I, car. I wanna, yeah, I was gonna say I want to remind them of the scene, set the <laughs> scene for them scene. because you remember that after he realizes he overhears the burglar saying, "Oh, the kid's home by himself. Like, we'll yeah. just go ahead and rob the house." The first thing he does is like, "I need to find help," and he runs to Santa. Yeah, and I think he see and he sees like an elf who's like just a teenager, and she's like, "Oh, Santa's trying to leave. He's over there. Go get him." Yes. So then he goes over, and I'm pretty sure Santa like drinks from a flask a little bit. Oh, I was think that, or I like see, a brown bag or something? Yeah, I think there's something like that. Like yeah. you can just tell he's he's. It's a charade, right. you know. Santa is not the Santa that he thought. He's got his beard pulled down a little bit. I think he's like smoking a yeah. cigarette, or... and he's like, "All right, I got a few minutes. What do you need?" Like it's very much like yeah, man worldly. behind the curtain. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, very yeah. much so. And, and he asks him. He tells mm-hmm. him like, "I need my family back, or whatever." Yes, I think, or something like that. Yeah. He has some sort of encounter, and he and quickly you could just tell like Kevin's... he's not going to get the answer from yes. this guy. Santa's not the answer. So this is where the story starts to turn interesting. Yeah, tell me, my wife. So, where does he go? Yes, Santa lets him down, and and he starts walking away from the Santa situation of this man getting mm-hmm. into his old jalopy or whatever. And you see Kevin is walking, and he's not overwhelmed by his fear of 
you know, the idea of like burglars are coming to get me. He's actually overwhelmed with all of his mm. wrongdoing. He feels like the weight of sin is on me yeah. because I've done all of these wrong things that have now led me to this point. And where does that walk lead him? He literally goes past a church and yep. hears them singing. And this is in the movie, you guys. This is in the movie. They're like, we're not singing. making this part up. Yeah, a choir is inside the church yeah. singing a hymn. So and, where does he go? And there's a light turned on. And so where does he go? He goes into the church. Into church. And so he sits down at the church. He's sitting in the pew. And y'all, things get wild. Yeah, this is this is the part where you go, okay, I'm kind of with you guys a little bit. It kind of feels like a stretch yeah. until we get here. Yes. Yeah, so now he's sitting in the church pew. He's taking in the hymnal music. And who does he see sitting there, Chris? Old Man Marley. Now, the fan theory has a, a pretty interesting theory about Old Man Marley. If you remember, he's the neighbor that uh, Buzz talks about and tries to make him seem bad and all yeah. this stuff. But you can tell right away that it's, it's a, a lie that Buzz kind of was making up. Yes. And so Old Man Marley's sitting in church, and the fan theory gives him a more of a godly or a Christ representation. representation. Yeah. Not saying he is Jesus. They're just giving him this representation. I think that's the point in this fan theory that you have to like really accept is yeah. that Old Man Marley is like what I would call the type and shadow yes. of the Jesus character Absolutely. in this story. And so like, is he going to have everything exact? No, because that's the whole point. It's just right. that you're getting the type but he, and shadow. he would be the Christ figure. Exactly, so to speak. in this story. So old man Marley sitting next to him in the pew, and what does he say? I think he goes, uh, have you been good this year? Yeah. And, and he goes, not really. Yeah, Kevin's honest and basically confesses his sins. And again, it goes back to not a fear that there's burglars, but right. a... A weight. Uh, a weight yeah. of, of what he's done, of his actions, which yes. is, man, how cool is that? So Kevin says, like, no, I haven't been good, essentially confessing his sins. Mm -hmm. And then... And old man Marley shares a story about how he has been uh, separated from his son. His son wants nothing to do with him. Right. Which we believe is an actually... An analogy. Right. The analogy is that Kevin is the son. So yes. if Jesus or if uh, old man Marley is the Jesus character, Kevin is the son. And he's mm -hmm. saying, I have this son that I'm separated from and I wish I had relationship with him. Yeah. And this is where you would go, okay, old man Marley is like kind of taking the place of God the father kind right. of figure here. Right. And we're going to see the Jesus figure here in a second as well. Yeah. So Kevin is like, talking about this situation alongside old man Marley. And he's like, that's so sad. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you should try to talk to him. And old man Marley's like, I would love to talk to him, but I don't think he would listen to me. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know if he's going to actually follow after me kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, he doesn't say it just like that, but he's like, I don't know if I should talk to him. I don't know. And Kevin's like, no, I think talking about himself without realizing it. He's like, no, I really think you should reach out to your son mm -hmm. again. I think Call he'll listen son. this time. Call your son. So that's kind of how that conversation ends. And but they he, shake hands. Yes, they shake hands. So talk now about let's this because it's so good. Let's pause right okay, here. Let's okay. Pause. I don't care. Or actually, I don't know what you're thinking right now. You might be sitting here and going, I'm okay, not fully convinced. I'm not fully yeah. convinced. Here's this where it goes it. crazy. Yes. He shakes hands and you go back and watch the movie. Pause it, zoom in, you're going to see it. You don't he have has, to zoom, it's right there. Yeah, he has a huge wound. In the center of, of his the hand. back of his hand. He's got a Band-Aid yep. covering a huge wound that huge you can see is bleeding on like the outside of the Band-Aid in which, the center of his hand. Which 
you, you know, do we know anybody else maybe in Christianity <laughs> right? that, that had have a huge wound, wound in the center of his hand? Yeah. And so here's the craziest part about that, because you even might listen to that and go like, I'm still not buying it. It's just an old man with a cut wound. Yeah. Like, this has nothing to do with anything. But hold up. <laughs> yep, give it a second. You've seen this wound before. before. And I'm not talking about just with Jesus. So old man Marley mm-hmm. was actually in the beginning of the movie when Kevin was going to buy that toothbrush. At the drugstore. At the drugstore. So he says something to the lady and it kind of mm-hmm. spooks him or whatever. And old man Marley comes up and it scares Kevin. Yeah. And... He- Puts his hand on the glass. Yeah. So old man Marley is buying something himself and he slaps his hand down on the glass and the camera angle. Now, before you show the camera angle, you see the back of his hand. Yeah. It's a very fresh wound. It's a fresh wound on on the back of his hand. So so you see later on, again, it has a bandaid, right? It has a bandaid. Then the camera camera angle angle. changes. This is again in the beginning (laughs) of the movie. The camera angle changes and you're seeing through the glass on the counter Mm -hmm. at the palm of his hand where he has another band-aid another one it's not even a band-aid it's a wound it's fresh there's blood no no no, there no there's blood it's a wound it's not a band-aid oh it's it's literally a bandage yeah oh okay that's like a white bandage there's white bandage you see blood blood on the top and blood on the bottom that's what it is that's what it is you see blood on the top it's literally pierced he is literally pierced through the Come on, somebody preach it. Somebody hand. preach it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Literally, y'all. And they conveniently never show you his other hand, so you don't know, yeah. you know, is both hands pierced or whatever. Right. Okay, so, old man Marley sitting down in the pew with him, and he's like, I wish I could talk to my son. I yeah. don't know how it'll go. Kevin's like, you should reach out. They shake hands. We see that pierced hand again. And, and, and Kevin even asks, like, okay, well, what about your son? What do you think's gonna happen with your son? And he goes, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. That's Ooh, what Marley says. I got chills there. Let's I go. know. Okay. okay, so now it cuts to. He runs home. Yeah. After taking in this conversation and pretty much like having a. a come to Jesus a conversation. come to Jesus conversation. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So he goes back to his old ways, like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be self-sufficient and stuff. He knows the burglars are coming that night. He's got all the funny traps set. It's going to be a good night. He makes himself dinner. He makes he a makes microwave mac, mac and, and cheese, cheese. And he sits at the table. And what does Kevin do? He prays. Now, listen, we've seen his family this entire time. Yeah. Not, And we've seen them eat. Yeah. Not once have they prayed. Yeah, they're not, not a praying once. family. They are not a praying family. Not at all. And yet you see Kevin put his little chubby hands together <laughs> and say a prayer for his meal and a prayer to the Lord. It's see, so there's a conversion. Crazy. Yeah. Because there was like a... a complete focus on wishing and, mm-hmm. and all this mm-hmm. like more secular stuff. And then suddenly he recognizes Yeah, like, a need for God. God. Instead of running to Santa or any other antic or even his yeah. own antics, he's like, I need help. And then something else is interesting about this prayer. Yeah. There are on each side of him as he's praying, yeah, these golden angels, right? There's an angel, and I will say personally, I think this part's a little stretch, yeah. but I like it because it does add to the fan theory and it makes me feel more yeah. excited about it. I think the it really idea. just brings it home more, it does, yeah. So there's an angel to his left and to his right, and the fan theory says that there's also an angel to the left and the right of Jesus, and that is the seat like Jesus sits at the seat oh, of Oh, mercy. you're talking about, um. 
uh, at the tomb, in the tomb. Oh, that's right. That's what, yes, yeah, yes, in the yes. tomb. Uh, yeah. There's a, two angels that come to the tomb when Jesus comes out. You're right. Yeah. And the whole so it's point, kind of giving that idea of just like. It's saying that he sits, like Jesus sits in the mercy seat. Mercy is being extended to right. Kevin. So like, again, that yeah. part gets me a little lost because I'm like, mm-hmm. I think you're stretching when you're just seeing that. But I will say this, just the fact that they filmed a scene of him praying with two angels, yeah. which we all have seen the house. There's we've no seen the Christian table. decor. We've no. seen the table. The angels weren't there before. Right. And so, like, that just goes to show they are showing you that Kevin has had a transformation. Total transformation. Okay. So, now we get to, like, the fun part, right? He's fighting the bad guys. He's doing the best he can to overcome the enemy. These are the enemies. Right. They want to literally devour him. I mean, like, they, they, their intention... Because you watch the movie and you go, man, these guys are, like, insane. They want to actually, like, kill just, this kid. Well, not just that, but also <laughs> the fact that they're, like, willing to destroy the house. Because yeah. literally that becomes, like, their, the bandit thing or whatever. Right. And so, like, it, they're the not... The wet bandits. The wet bandits. It's like they're not just there to steal stuff. They're yeah. also there to destroy. Yeah. So right as, like, because this is what happens in life when we become self-sufficient... And just being a human, we yeah. can't do it on our own, right? And so Kevin's battling the enemy, he's battling the enemy, the battling the enemy, and he's doing it as best as he can. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it all catches up to him. And who is there to save him? Old Man Marley. That's right. Old Man Marley comes out of nowhere with that big shovel <laughs> and whack! He does. And gets the bad guys because he's the Jesus figure. Because Kevin couldn't do it himself. That's right. He couldn't do it in his own strength. Yeah. He yeah, couldn't. It's and so so, funny. so you see a transformation from a, a, this kid who's overwhelmed by his issues, his yeah. his own weight of his own sin, and then he gets rescued by not himself. Right. Right. Through prayer and then the Jesus character. Through this Jesus character. And then it ends with this like final heartwarming scene. Mm. Kevin's got his family That's back. Right. He kind of like gives like a nod to Christ. Like, thank you so much for giving me That's my fine. family. He's you know, has all the warm, fuzzy feelings. He goes to the window mm-hmm. and you look outside and this is like the final piece of the analogy. You see old man Marley across the street. Yeah. With, with his, his son. son and you never see the son's face oh i got chills you never yeah, even... i get chills too just now <laughs> you never see the son's face the whole point is just that it represents reconciliation yeah what a cool gospel story what? and for anybody that's sitting here going okay wait a second i think i am now convinced i gotta go watch <laughs> it but I, but this sounds convincing but why would a director or a producer or anybody do this i have insight nobody has are okay. you ready for this let's hear it you know this because I say this every day to anybody. <laughs> Christopher Columbus, who yes. helped make this movie, mm-hmm. big influence in this movie. Mm-hmm. What's some other things he did? He did the Goonies. He did the Goonies. He did um, the Gremlins. He did uh, the first three Harry Potters. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. That's good. A bunch of yeah, tons of movies. <laughs> yeah, Anything that was movies, pretty but much it a just classic. Gives you good insight of like how great of a director. And so yeah, so he made this movie. He went to my grandparents' church. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Columbus, Ohio, right? Is it Columbus? Not Columbus, Ohio. Oh, His name is Christopher Columbus. Oh, he's, that's right. He's from he's Warren, Ohio. Warren, Ohio. So he, I believe he went to a private school or something, but he lived in the neighborhood where my grandparents lived. And I they've show, about they that. Sh- they have showed me the house because I wanted to be a filmmaker as a kid. Yeah, and and they like, were like, his movies have always been my favorite. Columbus, yeah. And so um, they even have a sketch because he, he was an artist growing up. Mm. So he drew a sketch of them. Um, oh, wow. at their church yeah so like he but I say that to say he was a church going believer believer at least at the time I don't know what he believes now or where he is but um, the 
gospel influence very well could have come from him. Yeah, yeah. So that's an, and you know, I'm not, maybe he didn't think it the, as far as this fan theory did. Sure. But it's an intentional thing to give a man yeah, a wound say, on each really side of the hand. You can't undo that. And you also can't undo that there's a straight moment between yeah. them in church. Yeah. So it's and like. And he is a deep writer. I mean, yeah. you look at some of the other movies and you go, whoa, you wouldn't have connected the dots, but he did. Right. Right. So he could have. So good. If you don't believe us, go watch the movie for yourself. <laughs> watch it first before you try to say, I don't believe it. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Your minds will be blown like ours It's going to be the best new Christian movie you've ever seen. <laughs> exactly. And now you can show it to all your friends guilt-free. Yeah. And we, we even after you watch it, let us know. If you still don't believe it, great. We want to hear about it. If you do think, hey, this is a cool fan theory, um, you know, we want to hear about it too. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. You can give us all of your insight and feedback by going to our our social media i am at micah wineland on all things and i'm at chris wineland comedy everywhere merry christmas you filthy animals <laughs> <laughs>